and welcome to the Shungite Show. It is, oh, December 1st, 2020. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condit and Mark Anthony. Um, no, <laughs> Mark Joseph. I had a friend, well, you know Mark Anthony. I mean, everybody knows Mark Anthony. He was Caesar's best dude there. And uh, I had a friend that was named Mark Anthony, and it just rolls off my, my lips. Mark Joseph. So, um, anyway, hi, Derek. How are you? Doing good. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Nancy. It is seems odd being the 1st of December already. <laughs> this is a, well, without doubt, 2020 will, is a memorable year. Nothing like it. Nothing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and actually, last night, well, just as soon as it turned over into December, here in Miami, we got... A cold front come through, and I it's got to be 60 degrees out there, which is cold for, for Miami, actually, at this time. So, um, yeah, winter's here, too, I guess. Um, okay, two things that we want, well, three things, actually, um, that you and I wanted to cover. You wanted to tell people about the... Um, Oh gosh. Okay. The the first off, the Shungite being too grounding. Mm -hmm, yep. And um, I, the thing that that I, I okay, I'm having a brain fart here. Let's just talk about that for now because I'll think of what the other one was too. It was something sure. else you wanted me right, and that's what I remembered before. <laughs> and then I forgot. It wasn't the pyramids, was it? Huh? wasn't the pyramid I just told you the little story before the show. No, right? but tell that story. That was really interesting. Oh. Well, we'll get into the Shungite stuff first. And what the comment that Nancy just made about Shungite being too grounding, well, that's not what we're saying, first of all. Um, but I'll, I'll get into what I was talking about. Over the last, um, and Nancy and I were talking off air the other day regarding this, because I've been asked by now several individuals, um, that same general question, worded differently sometimes, but um, what basically what's come out is there are a few individuals on the Internet that I've heard about thus far making comments uh, about Shunkite being too grounding, moving too much energy from you or something like that. And sometimes these individuals put themselves out there on the Internet, being on YouTube or their website as a, um, you know, maybe the all-knowing source, and sometimes they'll call themselves some form of guru or, or mastic, uh, I was going to say mystical teacher or something like that. Um, well, what they're actually saying is, and again, I'll be vague because I can't exactly quote them, um, but they're saying comments like Shanghai being too grounded, removing too much energy or moving too much energy, things like that. So, and, and it's not the case. It does move a massive amount of energy which is beneficial, by the way, any energy movement, especially in orgone energy, um, is positive and it's a living energy. So scientists actually call what you can term stagnant or dead energy door. You know, it's, um, you know, dead orgone energy. So non-moving energy. Think a, a stagnant pond or a pool of water. As the living energy starts to remove, it goes stagnant. Um, and in those types of energy environments or fields that, yes, can happen around our bodies to different degrees, depending on our thoughts and feelings, environment, and then the people around us as well, which is what Nance and I will talk about maybe a little bit later as well, how they can have an effect on us. 
So some of these people have put out saying, don't use shungite, it's too grounding or earthing. Well, there, there's what? You're going to be too in sync with your environment. You're going to re- remove excess energies or attachments or sometimes they're called implants or overages. Well, that's what's actually happening when you're holding on to shungite or using it in devices or it's in your environment. It's removing the excess and the overage. So I'll just, I'll just put it this way. From my perspective, the ones that are putting out there that you don't want to remove maybe what I've hinted here, attached to you, programmed into you, or convinced you to download into yourself energetically, hence the gurus, and I'm throwing up air quotes here, things like that. Well, they don't want people like me talking about Shungite and undoing all of these negative aspects, again, attachments, entities, overages, their way in to your energy center. And that's what it does. Um, So I have seen that and people have asked me, again, why they would maybe be putting that out. Well, they have a lot vested in people not earthing or grounding or getting stuck in their own stagnant energy fields. Um, And again, those are sometimes called attachments or overages or um, a set belief system. Well, they don't want you to, you know, shy away from them and they still want you coming back to them for more information and or, um, you know, their limited understanding. So there's nothing harmful with Shungite. There's no such thing as too much. Um, We literally have several thousand pounds of it around here at Mystical Wear Store on my personal property. Um, And it's been nothing but beneficial. So, again, I would, if anybody mentions to you about, you know, too much Shungite or it's too grounding or earthing, Maybe take a really good look at that individual or those individuals. See what bigger message they're putting out, whether they're trying to get you to drink a Kool-Aid, um, something like that, or you know, a set belief system. And look at, I would suggest if they're saying comments like that, look at how they live their life as an individual on whether they're forcing a belief system down you or if maybe they're just helping you expand your own understanding and put the pieces together yourself. So I just wanted to comment on that because I have been asked about it. And it was actually really startling when I was because I was like, wow, they, you know, it's such a powerful tool, Shungite, and it's not the only tool, but it is a, well, probably the most powerful one that I've come across thus far for energy work. So it would, it would again, make sense why some of those, quote, gurus are trying to limit its use or understanding because it removes all of their you know, their attachments, their programming, their excess energies. Um, and yes, sometimes it's called implants. When their particular thoughts or feelings actually get into your mindset or energy body and you, quote, swallow them, well, that can actually turn into tumors and things like that. So um, I just wanted to make a quick comment on that. Did you have any um, other questions or comments, Nancy or Mark? Mark, do you? <clears throat> oh, no, that was great. Thank you. Well, I'll I'll expand on it because um, when we well I've been well I've been doing energy work for for decades and yet you can become let me say you you forget about things you know you forget to protect yourself you forget you forget forget so let's just look at what happened to me when I had these guests for Thanksgiving because I love them dearly. They've been coming for, you know, a decade or more. And um, I didn't even think of 
putting up any protection energy-wise to protect myself from their energy. I just, it never occurred to me. <clears throat> so, by Saturday, I came Thanksgiving, by Saturday, I was feeling really not right. Um, a sho my shoulder started going out again, and I've got pain going up my shoulder, up my neck, and into my back of my head, the back, base of my skull, all the way into the, to the frontal lobe. And I'm going like, whoa, this is not fun. And I put on the things that I normally put on that normally take it away. And it was just like nothing, nothing was moving. I used everything I could imagine. Nothing was moving. And then um, I, I, I lost my appetite. I started getting chills. And I, could, I couldn't stop sleeping. I mean, it was one of those things where I went Oh my God, I got to lay down. And it wasn't like lay down. It was like I'm falling asleep as I'm getting laid down. You know, it was so fast. And um, so I, I, I'm starting to, I'm, I'm like, okay, what what is happening to me? You know, oh my God, the COVID. Oh my God. No. <laughs> and I'm going like, okay, so when have I had this? I've, I, the, normally when I get the shoulder thing, it's because I'm in the, on the computer and it's, and it's uh a thing you'll get from using the mouse and it's just that your arm is in an awkward position and it causes a mm, energy glitch in your your shoulder the the front part of your shoulder and uh, so you know I, I normally have no problem clearing it and uh, but nothing was happening and I realized all of a sudden that I've had an abnormal amount of times when I've had that shoulder kick up when these two people were here and I wasn't using the computer. So I started to look at it totally from an energetic standpoint. And unfortunately, um, these two people have been going through some health crises. And also they have, uh, let's say, a, a situation where one of them Peter, my, my buddy, he's uh, gets really wound up and, and, and talks about, I mean, I, I have to stop him from talking conspiracy stuff, you know. <laughs> oh, and this is happening, that's happening. You know? Peter, I know, I know, I don't need to hear it. But he needs to say it. And his poor wife who really can't get into that. She wants to be metaphysical and, you know, spiritual and all that. Um, and she can't get into it. So they're not really the type of personalities that should be meshed together. Um, and and what was happening was that she was sniping at him bad. Like really stupid things. And he was just grinning. You know? And finally I said to him, I said, you people have a real problem here. You better address it. And he just shook his head yes, you know. But he's got a, a prostate situation that's that's kind of gotten him, you know, I'm sure he's fearful. He doesn't seem to be fearful, but I would be fearful if I was him. There are a lot of, you know, so there's a tremendous amount of angst in these two people. And I just think that because I wasn't aware of protecting myself, they weren't trying to hurt me. You know, they were in, in turmoil themselves. And so their turmoil it just tore me apart now when i finally said got a hold of derek and said derek take a look at me would you say my aura was a mess or something 
you were basically I, all I can German is like scattered and just all over the place. It was like you had three radio stations playing at once. Yeah, it was it was really peculiar. Um, so what I'm, why I'm telling you this story is that this, <clears throat> this happens to us all the time. People do affect us. And we've got to be more aware of it, more cognizant of it, and to do protection things that can keep us from getting to where I got. You know, and it didn't take more than, <clears throat> excuse me, 48 hours before it, you know, it was really affecting me. So, um, Derek, can you give people some, I mean, I, I've got all the shungite in the world, but that wasn't enough. No, it's... um. Shungite works for moving the energy. It's your tool, but your intent, so your imagination and feelings and emotions are the actual energy behind it. So the your environment that you're talking about with those individuals in your physical environment as well is sort of like you're a, your energy stream. Your, so I'll give you a visual if I can. Your energy field or, or going around your body is moving or flowing, hopefully cohesive in alignment with you. So think a calm stream just kind of going and meandering where it should where um the energy flows well those outside individuals with the stresses tensions and things like that are just that so if we don't armor ourselves etherically using our imagination and intent and doing that different ways they're going to be big boulders tossed into your stream those individuals i'm talking about so your energy is going to have to compensate for their energy and sometimes so i don't i know i'm not doing the visual real well here <clears throat> but think around your heart the toroidal energy field or organ flow that's going around your heart is moving smoothly up near your heart where it should be and if that outside energy or excess energy in this case individuals um just turmoil happening within them around them Get is heavier, sits around that energy around your heart, so it's had to divert the energy, so now it's not in sync or around you. So really, I'm, it's a tough thing to explain, but think that calm creek and a bunch of boulders being put in right over your heart chakra, well, now the energy doesn't flow as smoothly, so you're less cohesive, out of sync, and if you're talking physical healing, you're not as able to heal yourself, which in your case, compromised your physical healing. So rather than be able to stay armored and continually regenerate and strengthen yourself from any of these, um, even if it's comments or things you're eating in our environments um, or people, well, you want to be able to heal yourself. So that hindered that energy flow of you. And if it stays too long, um, you can actually make yourself physically sick uh, and go worse from there. And that's not just people in your environment like Nancy was talking about, but your thoughts and feelings. They're all energy. They're all you can if you think too hard on a certain instance or something that happened and it was a, what you perceive as negative and you don't let it go or analyze it or work through it, you're basically think swallowing that energy, holding on to it. And that energy in your physical body will spin non biocompatible. And that's why the physical cells in your body will start doing that. And they'll become things like tumors. And then we leave them long enough. They progress to cancers and things. Um, but again, we can revert it as well, just as easily as we cause it. We can, you know, bring it back. It's all thoughts and feelings, but no, definitely it's a disruption of your energy environment. You are out of sync, Nancy. And if we stay that way, and it can be friends or family or whatever doing it, or even what you're watching on TV at the time, well, you're causing, you know, compromising your immune system. So the sooner you can get out of that environment and start your own 
thoughts and feelings positive again, you'll basically heal yourself. Well, what I did, not immediately, but what I finally realized was that I needed to get on a Shungite pad. Because normally I'm always on them, but because I was sleeping someplace I don't normally sleep because they were here. I, and I get the Shungite pad, and then I just lay down on it. And that's when things started to come together again. You know, I mean, I, 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 the, I just could feel the energy start. It was weird because it was like it's, it started to kind of compress, come in, you know, and then it was like I fell asleep. I, but I felt as soon as I laid down on it, I'm focused on my energy field, and I can feel the energy field coming in, like getting more solid, like it had been kind of like a balloon that was stretched too far maybe and it was coming back in and from that moment on I started to get better quickly um, I'll say that I'm not still right because I think there's a lot of energy shit out there right now oh that's what we wanted to talk about the numbers the numbers December 21st oh that's right yeah we, what she's talking about is what um, I'm trying to bring back our conversation we had off air the other day. We're talking about the the coincidence um, of the, we'll just go with Washington State up here, where different mandates, the governors put this restriction or that restriction on restaurants or meeting in public or group gatherings or whatever. Um, and then pick your state. And then just by chance, we were talking about um, the by chance part is, well, how the governors and those in charge um, who, who claim they're in charge, are setting these dates right around the solstice or think December 20, December 21st, those dates on there. Um, and they're not by chance. They're all energetic tie-ins or um, reasons they're doing that. And it's not just the December 21st date. They've been doing this for, well, as long as I can remember. I don't know how many years now. And they're going to continually do this because, again, we're uh, an energy, not just an energy being as in individuals, we're in an energy universe and there's cycles there's certain energy dates um and all we're usually on a daily basis aware of at best or maybe the tides things like that the the energy the moon and other other um i'll just say things in space have an effect on our our water so of course we get the waves on the ocean this that and the other so it does different things down here well the other planets in our not only our solar system because us as a solar system we are moving through the entire galaxy, and then the galaxy is moving through the universe. So lots happening. We're just one bubble on a stream that's continually moving. And because they know that, the ones that you know claim they're in charge, the governments and, and the others, um, they'll line them up to these dates, knowing that there are certain high-energy moments that will happen. So they want us... For example, again, bring it back, December 21st in my area is when they're going to re-evaluate the current restrictions. And then, well, of course, I think we all know that's when they're going to re- or release additional restrictions or extend the date. And they're doing it on those dates, and it ties into um, our, not just America or in the United States, but the political systems throughout the planet. They'll tie in these specific dates so that there's high anxiety or just say energies and they'll try and focus those energies a certain way so that they're more chaotic and more in flux. So on the 
whole universe level where you actually have three different cycles happening right now. And because of that, they know it. So they're taking advantage of the smaller cycles here on Earth. Think of a set of waves coming in um, on maybe California's coast. They'll come through in sets and cycles. And if you're aware enough and you know to watch for these, and let's say you're a surfer, well, then you know that after so many minutes, another set of waves are coming. And this far into the set of energy or waves, there's going to be a really big one. It's just how it works. There's cycles. So they're playing the cycles and they're using our anxieties and stresses of the world and pandemic and whatnot to trigger these things. So that's what Nancy and I were talking about, how it's it's not just by chance that, again, these mandates expire on these key dates or times or political um, happenings are going on during then as well. It's, it's all energy. And again, it's not lost on them. And that includes and the that phase includes of the, the moon. Absolutely. Right. Yep, all of it, everything. Yeah, we're all, everything's energy. So think a, a pot on the um, stovetop of soup, but we're in the soup. We're part of the recipe or mixture. And they're, as the energies turn up, that pot boils. And they know that the energies are coming. The pot's going to start to boil and everything in it regardless. So rather than all of, just a suggestion, but all of us, let's just say we're all... Um, ingredients in this pot on a stove, and let's just say it's a good pot of soup or something, um, but regardless, we're in that environment and it's being affected. So um, because you're in that environment or in this reality on this earth in this system, well, I would suggest during these high energetic times when the pot's boiling, look inward, not outward, and then that's when you can have more of an effect on yourself. And that's getting, again, more into the woohoo part of it. But rather than looking around at everything boiling and the rapidly, um, you know, the bubbles going through the soup in this analogy, that's going to happen. You're in a pot of soup on a stove, energy turning up. Well, focus inward on something you can have an effect on so that when these cycles pass through or, you know, get less, you've got a better grasp at that time is just a suggestion. But, yeah, lots happening. Um, and it's not all negative. It's all, you know, relative to your perspective. You know, I'm sure that there are people out there that think, how could how could this possibly be true? Because they don't think in terms of enterology. And enterology, the study of energy, is a hidden science. Shungai has been the tool that is un opening up that in ways that I mean, I, I coined the phrase enterology back in the 80s, but it wasn't until I met Shungai that I could actually demonstrate the, what energy is and how it works. And then I found uh, Walt and, and, you know, got his perspective on it so that we are actually understanding the science of energy, enterology. But we are novice at this. The people who are the deep, dark controllers, they know this. Cosmic reality, rule one. Reality is what we think it is. Rule two, majority wins. Rule three, those in power of a given reality will keep everybody else from knowing too. How did they get control? They got control because they understood enterology, and they will not let us know it. So Shungite's dangerous to them because Shungite is like 
a gift on so many levels, but it's also a teaching mechanism to make us understand and to also give us a, a vocabulary to be able to explain a lot of the stuff that we're seeing and doing and being. But to, 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 to truly grasp the, the depth of this, let's say, it's, it, it sort of sounds woo-woo, um, it is to look at the, at the government buildings. They build government buildings on ley lines. They're very specific as to the property and what, where they will bu put these buildings because they understand that the earth itself is an energy field. And if you are in certain po points on the energy field, it's a more solid, more powerful point. It's just more. So you, you, can, you can look into this. I mean, there have been many people that have, have actually looked at the, the configuration of, and, and, and a lot of it comes from, you know, the Vatican and, and London. If you, if you look at the, what they've done in London and, and the buildings and where they are and setting up on ley lines and everything else, it's like, wow, how could they figure this all out back there? Because they have secret information that they won't let the rest of us know. So, yeah, I, I it, it, to, you know, when you mentioned that about, the, uh, about that, um, yeah, they've been doing it forever. But I just sort of hadn't seen it. <laughs> as soon as yeah. you mentioned it, I went, oh, yeah, okay. So just be aware that, you know, it's like Derek is saying. It's not just that we're getting more energies. We're getting more energies on the etheric, energetic level. But we've also got people that understand that these energies are coming in and are trying to manipulate the storyline, you know, how you are perceiving reality as these energies come in. So that's the best, the best you know, advice that you gave was, I agree with. Look inward. You know, look inward. And the reason that these particular... Uh, points in time become ultra powerful is because so many people have put their focus and energies into these. They've made them powerful even if they weren't powerful to begin with. So, yeah, we're, we're going through some changes here and I think it's really critical that you don't do what I did, which is to lose focus on myself. I was looking outward. I was trying to make everything right. I'd just done the flood thing, you know. I mean, I was like, I, in my own personal life, kind of scattered. And you, you, we all do this. But the most, if you're not looking at yourself first, well, you know, I go back to that concept of when the plane's going down and the oxygen falls out of the ceiling, they tell you, put it on you first before you try to help anybody else. And that's really what it comes down to is each and every one of us has to help everybody by helping ourselves by focusing on ourselves and the only way you can do it is imagination because imagination is something else they've tried desperately to take away because it's the key to the power is the if you can't imagine it, it can't happen but if you can imagine it you can see it happen so, you know, everybody, be kind to yourself. 
you know take care of yourself think of yourself first you're not being selfish they make people think that this is a something bad selfish bad no no it's another one of their false falsities you want to be selfish you want to make sure you are solid because if you're solid then you can help everybody else but if you're not then you know everybody can't everybody's going to be in the same boat so be selfish I think I have a, a relatively good way of expanding on what you're talking about when you were talking about the different government buildings, be it the Washington Monument or whatever, on certain grid lines. Um, this reality, Nancy and those listening, um, we've talked about it before, how you one way to actually manifest or have an effect on our shared reality is to have the outline of the new reality first, that's your imagination, and then your feelings and emotion behind it are what generate it or is the fill and makes it actually manifest in 3D. So when we're talking um, different buildings or positions, I would suggest you one way to think of it is, again, Washington Monument, the, the different memorials, the different government centers, um, and it can be the religious, um, the churches as well. Those are there, think connect a dot image. So that's the ones in charge. They're putting their little dots on the grid of the paper, and it's just connect the dots now. So they're trying to get, and the dots do connect. So the energy flows from one to the other. They've managed to put a false connect the dot outline or reality over the real one. So yes, I'm suggesting our ley lines and energy centers are not legit. They're, I'm going to say bad guys. They're the bad guys idea of a reality so they're making these again connect the dots spots that are connecting and then the remember the manifestation energies the emotions and feelings well guess what they generate at these little dot points on churches on government buildings on citadels different things energy emotion feelings they're getting us to enter these places of, of worship of the law, be it a courthouse or whatnot, to generate feelings, any feeling, positive or negative, by the way, is the fill in the energy. We're helping to perpetuate a false grid over this reality. That's what we're doing. And there's a reason they hold AA meetings, NA meetings, different meetings, you know, I'm saying Alcoholics Anonymous and things like that, in certain centers, think the high emotions. This has nothing to, um, I'm not saying anything negative about the individuals going there. It's Everybody trying to, you know, improve their own situation or reality, but it's taking advantage of situation from these certain energy spots. And there's probably a reason they have pointed steeples and things on a lot of these buildings. Um, kind of think pyramidal type shape, moving energies, and then kind of go and hold another conversation on this one, but connecting. So I just want to get the bigger picture across that if you kind of zoom out on a, on your imagination of a map, again, these are just connect-the-dot spots that we're all buying into, deciding, you know, let's connect the dots, and there's our reality. Well, don't connect the dots that way. Who says you have to go from dot one to dot two to dot three and make it their reality? Make your own, um, and that means light up your heart chakra, make your own dot or energy center. I know it's a tough analogy I've, I kind of started with here, but don't follow their plan. Um, change do different things. So I just wanted to kind of maybe expand on another way of perceiving these ley lines or, or grid lines because often in some of these metaphysical um, understandings or uh, belief systems that they're turning into, 
they're still talking about these these grids and things. You're still, and they ultimately don't know. <clears throat> they're talking about a, a, a false grid. So don't help them connect their dots in their picture on the false grid. Get rid of it. Just start fresh. And that's from looking outside in, not inside out, that Nancy was just mentioning as well. So again, go inside. You'll have a bigger perspective. You'll see that, well, wait a minute. I can use my emotions, which is also an eraser for false energies. So lots of ways of looking at your reality is what I'm trying to get at here. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily buy into what they call um, the grid systems or, you know, and again, there is a bigger aspect of their buildings on these, quote, ley lines as well. They're, they're trying to divert the creek or stream through their, and I don't have an analogy for this, but their field. So they get the energy or water or benefit from moving energies. Um, but it's, it's all just disruption and control. I'm hoping that wasn't too all over no, the place. No, no, no. 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 And, and the point here is that you've got, to, we've got to, as as humanity, you know, we've got to take responsibility for learning about how to create a new reality. And the only way we can do that is to really look at the reality we find ourselves in and figure ways of making the changes but in the concept of a new reality you're not you know fuller was uh, buckminster fuller said what's the point of trying to change your reality that's working okay it's doing what it's supposed to do but you don't like it you want to create something else so we can create a new energy a new energy field a new reality and you can do it in one place at a time. You know, when you, when you go out there, think of yourself as a, an energy warrior. You know, and protect yourself. And you don't have to, well, we don't like the word protection as much as is armoring. You know, get your armor up so that, you, you know, you're not going to be bothered by the other guy's energy stuff. And one of the ways that I do it is I say God's armor. And I just feel this energy field that comes up right, you know, like a, a suit of armor that just is there, a protection field. And um, so you protect yourself, but then you go out there and you really look at people, not from the standpoint of 3D, but energy fields. Just, it, you know, just play with that. And you, I think you'll be, I call it second sighting. You know, it's sort of like you just change your attention a little bit. And um, it's a whole different way of looking at, at the storyline. Let me put it that way. So, Mark, we've been ignoring you. <laughs> I've been taking notes, so that that's a good idea of the Shungite rubber. And um, I have a bunch of that, so I recommend the pad. You know, it's portable. You could have one in your car. So I have one in my car in, in, in the house. Um, and then Derek sells the discs. So and, and you can cut those up to put in your back pocket. Like if I have a backache or something, I put it in the back pocket, one in each pocket. Um, and make good gifts too. Uh, so maybe later on you could, Nancy could show the origin of how, how you guys came up with that. And then, um, yeah, multitude of applications. 
I never get too grounded at this point. No, that's a great point, Mark. You want never too grounded. You're right. Keep the energy moving. I mean, again, a flowing creek or stream or anything with moving energy is much more beneficial. You know, you can talk biocompatible or just energy, but either way, a moving or living energy is one that benefits us. And so, like, oh. if people have to travel, um, they can buy extra magnets, like, if they have to stay at a hotel room or whatever. So, you know, you can for, it's like in the house, but as far as, like, the more important ones, like, um, the metal frame in the bed, uh, the faucet, um, shower head, you know, and, and you have the magnet small enough where it can be interchangeable, but I recommend bringing a rubber band or something to secure it, like, in the shower where sometimes they're not um, magnetic enough, uh, the nozzle. Um, yeah, just some travel holiday ideas for a guy. I don't know if you guys have some other ones or want to get into another topic. No, that's, that's actually a great comment you made as far as, and what people can also do is we sell the Shungite rubber, not in just small, I don't know, maybe what, three inch diameter discs. Um, but also in a, uh, basically a mouse pad size piece that can be trimmed. So you can cut the Shungite to size as you need it and think maybe an inch or two inches, um, wide cutting off of the the mouse pad size piece you can wrap these around your wrist for um different pain relief things like that so if you're on computer all day and you have issues um and i'm blanking out on the name of that but either way different joints and tendons and and things happening um, so shungai will help that energy flow it'll um have a huge effect on not having those injuries happen the wrist injuries and things like that and you can literally even use the shungai rubber pad as a mouse pad if you're, again, on the computer all day or using the mouse for whatever, um, and it's going to relieve that. Um, Nancy, did you want me to maybe, for those listening, um, I am going to be having a cutout at the halfway point of the show to receive a delivery where I'm at, um, unfortunately. But I did have an experience last night in the Shungite Pyramid, Nancy, if you maybe wanted yes, me to get into yeah. that. Okay. Um, we talked last, I don't know, within the last couple of weeks about some rather large copper pyramids that we've built here at Mystical Wear store. And one of them stands, oh, I don't know, maybe six foot tall. It'd be to the shape of the pyramids in Egypt, the Giza pyramid. Um, and so what I did, what I'm getting at here is, for those of you that don't know, I live a distance from Mystical Wear store, which is where I'm at right now doing the radio show live. And because of that, time hindrance or getting from A to B in the morning, I opt to sleep here at this location um, one night a week so that I can be, you know, refreshed for radio and, and get to it without being late or any delays. So I took advantage last night of um, putting an inflatable mattress inside of the larger of the two copper pyramids to go ahead and, you know, sleep in it and see how it works. So I'm going to give you a little bit of feedback on that. I've built many of these pyramids, large ones, small ones. Um, I've never had the opportunity to actually sleep an extended amount of time in there, and which is what I found last night. <clears throat> and to get to the end, I, after I, and, and I'll back up and give you more input, but long story short, when I woke up, I looked at the clock, I realized I had just been um, unconscious for nearly 10 hours, which is a huge amount of time for me to even have that block of time to check out or to sleep or regenerate or do anything was a big deal, let alone 
stay asleep that long. So, uh, and I'll just be vague, but what I did beforehand um, was, you know, I just set up the pyramid, put the inflatable mattress in there. Uh, I do have a, a small workout, physical workout routine I do, and I'm bringing that up because I did do it beforehand, where generally today I would be a little sore from just think a cardio machine on there doing some some working out, you know, pushing the muscles. So getting up being sore usually wasn't the case this morning. I'm 100%, not 95 or 99, 100% re restored, recouped, zero pain as if nothing had happened. Um, and as far as the sleep-wise, again, I slept through 10 hours straight with the addition of me waking up, not only remembering my dreams, but they were in color. So these are a few of the aspects that I realized last night that had happened. And I don't know yet if it's an every time thing. As far as the physical healing, I already know that will be the case because of past experience in it. Generally, again, I don't have the close to 10 hours time I did this opportunity um, or chance to do it. But it had a huge effect. And I would also, so on the woohoo side of it, um, the metaphysical, I found myself, and I, I'm, they term it different things, remote viewing, but in this case, we'll call it astral projecting because I was doing it from the sleep state, taking, um, we'll just say, aspects of myself and leaving my body and doing things. Um, often they call that astral projecting. So when I was doing that last night, and I do it nightly, um, and I can pop into other people's realities, sometimes go back because there is no time, and I won't get into that big discussion, but I can go back, air quotes here, in time to earlier in the day or a couple hours earlier where maybe something was happening somewhere um, that, you know, maybe I felt I needed to be a part of or observe or somebody asked me to check it out or whatever the deal is. Um, I was doing that on a, I don't know how to explain this one, a conscious subconscious level. So waking up within your dreams, again, astral projection, but being fully aware of it and in control and for whatever reason, tying in more le levels or layers. So I had color. Um, which, and I don't usually give that that much thought, but I do remember some some certain things catching my attention. Well, well, wait a minute, that's either a whole lot more bright or vivid, or I just didn't pay that much attention before. And I don't believe that it wasn't me paying attention. It's just that it was that much more. So what I was doing when I woke up this morning and kind of took a glance back at my experiences of the night or astral projection um, segments I did. I saw that there were more layers. So I was, first time I've talked about this, so I don't have a, a, a synchronistic way of explaining it, but I was more in sync or cohesive on my multiple bodies, um, emotional, energy, physical, and there are others, but of those bodies. So um, a more cohesive me could leave and do the astral projection. So I guess you can term it a little bit stronger, a little bit further, not that there's a distance, but just more of me able to do it from starting in a place of that high energy movement, again, the copper pyramid where I was sleeping in the physical. So it held my physical form. Mystical wear store is also what you can call a Faraday cage. So we basically, when you're in the store, you won't have, for the most part, almost any data service on your cell phones because of the cinder block walls and the cedar ceiling, which are about 15 or 20 feet up in the air. So large Faraday cage. Um, stops harmful frequencies. Having that pyramid in that Faraday cage or this building, starting from, again, that point, 
I was able to project even further etherically when I made my 3D disruptions less. So I get that everybody can't build a six-foot copper pyramid or it's cost prohibitive or good luck on putting it over your bed because of just, you know, it fitting. Well, do it etherically. So have the thoughts, the feelings. We were just talking about the last half an hour, Nancy and I, ley lines, grid lines. It's the same thing. Use your imagination. Imagine yourself lying or sleeping inside of this loving energetic pyramid shape and there are other shapes but this is the one we're talking about and then that and then your feelings or emotion remember your imagination is the outline so and don't when you use your imagination don't get too stuck on well i don't see anything or i don't have the visualization you do or i've heard all kinds of comments it doesn't matter you have an imagination just have the thought it's your intent that matters you don't have to have this superb imagination where things are blinking here in 3D. Don't worry about that. And don't even hold your breath on that. That's usually not how it works. You'll see things with your third eye, not your 3D eyes, typically. So lay down, imagine a pyramid around you, start generating a feeling, remember, and I would suggest love would be the most beneficial or a happy feeling or emotion. That's that fill in what you're trying to draw or have manifest. You are in now your own copper pyramid or loving energy device, call it whatever, um, and you'll be able to do similar as I did. So that I just wanted to point that out so that people, again, don't say, well, I have to have that copper pyramid. No, you don't. Make your own etheric one and do the same thing if if that's if you're so inclined. Do you have any questions? I'm kind of limited on time here too much, Nancy, but I don't know if you were marking any questions or... Well, no, I just... No, I just I thought I would read what uh, Yasmin wrote in the chat because it was earlier, you know, in the conversation. Interesting things are happening at the Capitol building in downtown Sacramento where I, where I, she said, surrounded the, oh, where I surrounded the building with Shungite. They are having regular Trump rallies there to stop the steal. I'm thinking of going down there with my resonator next weekend to up the power. And Sam said, you can place an etheric double of your resonator there. And Yasmin said, absolutely, thanks for the suggestion. And I love this because, yes, etheric resonators do work. They do, they are real, but they begin in your imagination. And what I love about this is that these guys know this story already. You know, how to make these, all these devices, everything, you know. But also the fact that, you know, somebody else goes down and says, you know, how do you know all, you know, that all these things are that you're talking about are associated with Shanghai? Well, because we've done research on it. We have experience of doing things, but mostly it's from the many thousands of people that have contacted us with their experiences with Shungite. And, you know, the only limit to Shungite is the limit of your imagination. So, uh, thank you, Yasmin and Sam. And um, I just wanted to throw that in while you were here because you were part of that conversation. No, that's great. Yeah, just like they're doing, and we've talked about use Shungite etherically um, and I would suggest, you know, maybe the cosmic Shungite, the Shungite tumbled in pure silver, use that etherically as well. Share it with others in your imagination. And then, again, get that emotion or energy behind it. So just be happy or 
generate that loving feeling that we all know about, that welling up sensation around our hearts. And then that's when you're really going to have the magic happen. And you can do it again remotely like that. So see that Shungite around the Capitol building um, and just see positive, loving energy. You're going to have an effect. Even the physicists know this. Not that you need a, a language called science to tell you that. But even they will, you know, acknowledge that your feelings or intent are a huge portion of this universe. Why not use it? We're ignoring, you know, 99% of the crayons in the crayon box. And we're using this white one on white paper having a vague effect. Get creative. Use the others. Okay. Um, Joan is uh, also talking about something called a V-shield mesh. And she explains how the guy next door to her has got a higher frequency coming through the wall and she puts this up and she was disappointed. So now she wants to ask you, how much shungite powder would you mix into a five liter bucket of wall paint? Yeah, and that's a great question. When we talk about um, having an effect on frequencies coming from a neighbor's wall or something, maybe a, a fuse box outside of your house or a 5G um, light pole, it's, and yes, they're on light poles now, around your house. Um, what I was suggesting while I was telling her for an entire wall, because I, in this case I wanted a high particulate level if possible, you know, about four ounces, so we're just talking a couple shot glasses worth of powder, blended into up to five gallons of paint, and this way all the particles, and yes, they contain C60 molecules, the little buckyballs, are getting relatively evenly distributed on that wall. So in this... Um, you know, visualization, let's just picture one wall of the bedroom or something like that being painted. And now, don't, I wouldn't go so far as to paint a pattern or anything with the paint. Paint the whole wall. Use your, again, imagination, intent, and feelings to charge that wall. Connect those buckyballs. It's now a bunch of little spots, little C60 molecules in that paint on that wall. Decide it's a love grid. Connect the dots. All you've done with that is added the ability and the reprogramming ability of the energy to have an effect. Well, now decide. Have an effect. Decide it's a loving energy and that any electrons that are maybe coming, interacting with that wall are being restructured in the physical energy realms to be in alignment with you. Because often, even if you get on the other side of a wall and you have a little EMF um, signal reader or uh, there's a plethora of devices you can buy now that will read frequencies – you may very well still get frequency or a reading coming through that wall because, again, you're not blocking it. You're attenuating it. You're having an effect. <clears throat> so don't just throw – and nobody would do that anyway. Don't just throw the Shungai paint up on the wall and say, oh, I'm good to go. No, use your imagination of feelings. It's now a love wall. It, it has nothing but positive energies for you. And that's – again, use your programming abilities once you have the outline up there or the paint on the wall. Um, do, so use all of your um, – you know, your manifesting abilities at that time. And it's not, uh, the, I, I'm not going to scroll back in chat, but the name of the V-Shield or something like that. Sometimes there's even nets or different um, metal cloths that you can actually hang and drape over your bed. And they're going to, and some of them you plug into the wall with a grounding aspect on them to remove any negative electrons. Well, <clears throat> those are going to work to one degree or another for a certain frequency range. But it's not going to have an effect on everything, especially on what we're going to call the etheric frequencies or energies, um, because it's not even, you know, tuned to such. 
So that's why, again, you I would suggest getting the, um, the Shanghai paint in your environment, tuning it with your emotions, your chakras, and then that's going to be your best bet to have an effect. Okay, and she thanked you for that. Well, you, you answered her in chat, too. I hadn't seen that. I didn't get down to that, but I'm glad you said that. Um, okay, so Mark, do you have anything for Derek? Sorry, my mute. It was uh, stuck. Um, no, you said, well, as far as... um. Uh, one of the reasons why Derek has to has to uh, take off is uh, he's getting some Shanghai powder shipments. I don't know um, if he has any ideas for people to to buy them and what to use it for. Uh, for me, like I don't know, people <clears throat> load up on certain winter. Well, you do have a uh, beeswax candle. You use the powder and mix it in. But I don't know if some customers had sent testimonials or ideas to what to use. Um, Shungite powder with, plus the variations you do sell, uh, like the, the cosmic silver, that could be um, mixed in lotions and shampoos or whatever winter type um, uh, stuff people use or or wear. That's different from other seasons. Actually, you made a really good point there. So, and we don't sell this, but people can make it themselves. So. What I, one thing that I've done and I would suggest others do for their environment, their house, their, I don't care if it's a playground or wherever they go to hang out. It could be a little nook in the woods. Um, you can get pink Himalayan salt, shungite fine powder or granular, and just blend it in, just think like a, a salt shaker or a pepper shaker. So you have a little bit coming out at a time. The salt or the pink Himalayan salt, a dead sea salt will work as well. The, the salt crystal crystals are so um, charged that they'll draw energy more easily, kind of like a sponge. So if you have a, a spill of water on the table and you put a sponge there, all the water, and you put the sponge in the middle of the spill, the water's going to draw to it and go that way. So salt crystals will do similar. So what I'm saying is mix, blend the two together, and maybe walk around your property or um, your, your garden or wherever, your environment, with that salt shaker of salt, pink and salt and shungai powder blended, and shake it around there. What that will do is the salt will draw in, it'll kind of bring to it any energies that are, um, you know, not in alignment or excess, you can call them over, it's lots of ways of describing this, like I say, um, and then the salt will clear them. So often people will actually do this on their window sills of their house also after thinking that they're cleansing or a saging or a palo santo saging um, or a palo santo energy clearing, where you would Go to the back of your house, and I'll just go fast for time here. Open the front door or front window. Everything I'll shut. Go to the back, and you can sage, clear your house, and then maybe sprinkle a little bit of this salt shungite mixture on the windowsill inside or out, and that will form, you know, a little energy, um, little energy barrier sort of there. So then any energy that does try and enter your, your domicile or environment from that area or position does have to encounter shungite. So it'll be it'll draw in the energies process them through the shungite which moves them removes excess so they're in alignment with you um so that's just one add-on that i would maybe you know and i've done it salt and salt and uh shungite powder again my property or um doorways and entranceways and what i didn't finish was when you're doing your saging or clearing of energies in your house or something again open that 
front, start from the back, clear each room, each nook. If we're talking a house, get the closets, the bathrooms, whatever, and push it all out the front door, sage that last entrance, the door or window, and then close it and then use your salt and powder mixture there as well. Um, and then you've got a, um, just a, a clean energy environment to start with. Just a practical comment here. Doesn't the powder blow away from being on the windowsill? Sure does. And it's all energy. And it won't. So whenever you do your saging, again, depending on anybody's understanding, well, I would probably want to sage or clear my property energetically at least once a week. Unless it was someplace where you have a bunch of clients coming, different people interacting, coming from outside energies and stresses. Kind of like your situation these last couple of days, Nancy. Just not negative people, but other energies, other people entering. Well, if you're in that environment, I would do it more often. But it's all energy. So once the particles are there, you've had an effect on the overlaying etheric energy anyway. So then, again, it's just depending on you how, how energetically active that environment is on how often you'd want to do it. But... I'd say for the normal house, probably once a week or two, um, do the same thing, clear your house. And then unless big turmoil, stresses, anxieties happen in the house because of this, that, or the other, well, you feel that anxiety or stress, use your own intuition and feelings, do it again. So there's not a set recipe. And I would also suggest it's not a one-time thing, which is what you were alluding to, that, well, it's going to blow away. It sure will. And know that then it's now in the energy environment and you've also benefited in the 3D. So it's just like, you know, cleaning your your clothes and house. It's, you know, probably, you know, as often as you feel, really. Um, but don't worry about it going anywhere because technically it, it didn't. It just went in the local environment anyway and boosted that. And I'm talking about the salt and shungite particles. Even if they get wet by the rain, it doesn't matter if you put them on the outside windowsill. But there's also no reason you can't put it in a little baggie the salt and powder, a little tiny Ziploc baggie on the inside of the windowsill, just by the window. It's not, don't think 3D to where, well, wait, it's not covering the whole two-foot stretch. It's, we're not talking physical. We're talking energy. So then having that there is having an effect on that whole entrance to your environment. And then you don't have to replace it. And again, it was Himalayan salt and uh, Shungite powder. Correct and or, and don't get too stuck on the name here, but dead sea salt. Dead sea salt contains certain minerals that are often missing from our physical energy bodies and our environment. So either way, but not Morton salt or something like that that I grew up with that isn't even salt, just so people know. It's a, it's a mixture they spray on a wall, scrape it down so it sure looks like salt, and they throw it in that little blue, I think they're blue, container. We all grew up eating it, but so get a real salt is what I'm getting at here. Okay, we're going to let you go. Uh, thank you so very much for being here. And um, he's, he's actually getting a, a ton of powder. And it's the very fine powder, correct? Yep, it is. It's the fine Shungai powder. Mm -hmm. Well, don't let the wind blow it away. <laughs> yeah, good point. Well, hopefully, it's it's we got we're getting three pallets of fine shungai powder delivered is what she's talking about. So yeah, we're gonna get that in the building, and that's gonna have an incredible energy effect to our mean as well. You people that can get to mystical wares, be prepared. <laughs> All right, you want to say good night or goodbye or good day or yep. Yep, I appreciate everybody being here, and I had a good time, and I will see you all next week. Have a great day. Thanks, Mark and Nancy. 
Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you, Derek. And right now, we're going to put on Natalie Rise, One People. <laughs> and welcome back to the Shungite Show. It's still December 1st, 2020, and Mark Joseph is with me. Not Derek, because you just heard him leave to get his palette of Shungite. So, Mark, are you back? Hi, Nancy. Okay. Good, good, good. Um, so, he's left the show. <laughs> so, we want to kind of like look at some other things um, that Mark brought up earlier today. So, Mark, what were we talking about before we started the show? Um, well, I guess to bounce off of what Yasmin was was putting in chat about the Sacramento um, rally. Yeah. Uh, so there's a good Facebook page called Freedom Angels 2.0. Um, and, and they have one that's interesting Thursday, December 3rd, uh, 11.45 to 1.15. Now this kind of um, uh, connects to everyone's... Um, uh, maybe I could just read it, one of them. So uh, public protest, health tyranny, uh, Department of Public Health, and then... Um, they have one for each county in California, so people go to their Facebook page, but it's, uh, uh, I'll just read what they put up. This Thursday, the pressure is on the public health officer. They are the hub of the wheel. These lockdowns are due to the public health department calling the shots. The restaurant closures and bar closures and harassment are done by environmental health and the licensing boards, all controlled by public health. School closures are due to public health. Mandates of masks and vaccines are pub all public health. Get out for an hour and protest this tyranny. Find your location and show up. The time for sitting and waiting for things to go back to normal is over. So they do have a telegram, which is another kind of social media uh, um, meeting like once a week and how to organize for your county. Um, but people can see the template for their uh, um, Department of Public Health uh, uh, protest. Uh, really inspiring. We have a bunch. Like I'm in a bunch of the local groups, even California groups of... Um, like just from my area, uh, what's happening tomorrow in like Danville? They have um, one by a street corner. They've been doing ever since the election. People waving flags and you know holding up signs about the election and stuff like that. Um, Friday's Morgan Hill, which is like south of San Jose, Silicon Valley. Uh, they do a bridge thing, uh, um, you know, hold up flags and stuff. Uh, the election. It's a good social gathering, like three to six, and then. Um, the day after that, uh, Saturday, there's another one, uh, Los Gatos, another bridge thing, too, that's pretty weekly. And then uh, Saturday, Sacramento, they're having the, the – they seem to have it every Saturday, like 11 to, like, 2. Um, and I think there's a, 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 a truck parade, car parade in, in Dublin, which is, like, um, I guess uh, southeast of Oakland. That seems to be every Saturday, too. So I'm in these groups and then just post putting up the flyers and um, – just I guess helping organize, but yeah, the there's name, a what was the name of that group again? It's a Facebook group. Freedom Angels 2.0. Yeah, face, uh, Facebook. Um, I guess it's like a fan page, but yeah, they're leading the charge for a lot of the um, California you know, public health protests because you know, the governor has only so much to do, and then when he gets impeached or whatever, but it's the public health of your county is, is the one to focus on. So they're, they're really spearheading that. And they've been going to different counties in California. So, Freedom Angels 2.0. Yeah. 
Yeah, the numbers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, well, you know, again, the we have no clue as to how many of these spontaneous organizations are, are cropping up because when Trump was going through the the end rally thing when he was doing all those rallies they were more unorganized by Trump's people just people getting together and like in Pennsylvania I think I mentioned this one time in Pennsylvania the the trucks were getting anybody that was a Trumper you know they they they'd get in the the trucks and the in the cars and the flags they'd have and they drive around to find people that had Trump signs on their property and then they say you know hey come on and and this was every sunday and so and there was some tractor thing where they had like a i don't know 100 tractors in a field or even more i don't remember how many there was but all of these s small uprisings of support that don't get publicized except in groups like this I'm actually surprised that Facebook's letting them oh and I should mention this <clears throat> um, Saturday Saturday I, I opened up the computer and went to my YouTube station and there was a big white thing in front of the studio and it said you're no longer authorized to use the studio and I mean, I'm start freaking out, you know. And then it says, "Well, this is a warning. <laughs> and if you um, put put up another video that's against our community standards, then we will take down the station." So what they pointed me to is the video that they actually found fault with was from 2018 and it was called the plan now in that <clears throat> there was a 15 minute video called the plan that came out well before 2018 probably in 2018 and um, it presented the best overview of the deep state and what we're up against and then explicitly described the plan, which is, was put together, we, we don't actually know where it even came from. The story is, is that in the 50s, this plan emerged of, of how to take back the republic. And there's all sorts of weird stories about it, like that it actually came from the future. I I don't I, you know I don't know enough about it except to say that you know this has been said that it actually came from the future but the plan the plan was essentially by 3D put together by different military state department all sorts of industry people that realized there was a problem and when John Kennedy John Kennedy was part of this and when he was assassinated, they they had to really, uh, you know, I'm sure they took complete freak out and had to, you know, go very deep and quiet because they didn't know at that point. They really underestimated probably the, the extensiveness of the black, you know, the blackies, as, as Christia Cummings calls them, the blackies, the darkies, the darkies, excuse me. 
So the darkies, you know, are much more extensive than the the planners understood. And, uh, of course, John got assassinated. So the plan didn't disappear. A generation had to go before they got enough knowing people because it's very dangerous when you begin to question anything in authority. And it used to be in the free democracy, you could, and without penalty. It was who we were and how we worked. But as the darkies got more and more power, there was less free speech. And dangerous if you came out. You remember whistleblowers were really dangerous. So, um, essentially, this was a presentation of the plan and how they um, were going to, uh, that there were people that were working for this and that um, they didn't name Trump. Trump wasn't named. I don't believe, I don't remember him being named. But that we would go to a point where we would take back the republic, but by legal means, not by revolution, not by a, a coup d'etat. So it was 15 minutes, brilliant. And um, so then the second part of, well, then, then I added Bill Brockbrader's 2016 <clears throat> discussion where he actually detailed what's happening with the plan <clears throat> because that was when my, it was my first introduction to the concept that uh, Snowden from the NSA, that he was part of the plan and he wasn't working by himself. He was working with others. And they approached the anonymous group, which were, they, they built the dark web. They're the ones that um, got together. And the only thing anybody knew about anybody was their handle, their, what they used, you know, and their story. But you knew nothing else. And they were in chat rooms and talking about all the things that we talk about concerning the deep state and what's wrong with, with what's happening in the world and other things, I'm sure. I didn't participate in them. But then Anonymous started mucking around and you started seeing these uh, videos of this, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Falk. It's the mask, you know, the Anonymous mask that's associated with Anonymous. And they started to do some mucking around, particularly in computers. So it seems like they found a problem with the computers, in specifically Ohio. And this was way back, <clears throat> Obama was uh, going up against Romney. And they saw that there was at a certain point, if Romney was not winning, that there would be a program that kicked in that changed anybody's votes from for, for uh, uh, Obama to Romney. And Romney knew about this, and he was, oh, I'm going to win Ohio, even when he was losing, and oh, I'm going to win Ohio. And he was pretty shocked when it didn't happen, and that's because Anonymous prevented that subprogram from enacting. Um, it sound familiar? I mean, it's, it, this time they didn't stop it. So it wasn't like the planners couldn't have stopped mucking with the electronics. Um, 
I guess they need to show people how bad it really is. But um, anyway, when you have this wonderful presentation by Brock Brader concerning the details of how Snowden and NSA got together with Anonymous and then were able to, because NSA was looking at everybody. They weren't just looking at the good people, they were looking at the darkies. So NSA had a huge amount of really nasty information about these people. So they took that information and they began to ingrate themselves into the lives of these people by saying to them, we know what you're doing. You can come over to our side right now and maybe save yourself. And it, the initial thing was um, they did it and a lot of people could, well, bankers, one of the, one of the things with the banking systems, and uh, a lot of people couldn't handle that. And that's when you had a lot of bankers killing themselves. They had to make a decision. Go with the dark hats or the white hats or just zero yourself out. So they had to change their, their tactics. But he, he details all this. That is, the pro, that is the video that they took down. So my thing is, what, did it start trending and get their attention? But the other thing is, this is an insane story. Why would you take it down unless you thought it was the truth? So the bottom line is, is I'm afraid of losing Cosmic Reality's archives, YouTube archives. So until I can figure out another way to do this, all of our shows will be on CosmicReality.com's archives. I'm not going to put them up on YouTube because if they've, if they've done me for this, I mean, I never had a, a show censored on that, that station. None. And the first thing that they see is a problem from two years ago. They threatened to take the station down. This, this was a big no-no on my part, I guess. Too true. So um, anyway, so if, to get the, the archives, to hear the shows, you're going to have to go to Cosmic Reality's archives. Uh, you, you'll be able to download them like you always can, and you'll be able to listen to them. And I'll still be doing the photo things. So you know basically what's in it. So um, yeah, we'll we'll figure a way. We I just I just don't trust YouTube right now. Um, Facebook's threatening to to take us down. Uh, cosmic reality. So we'll get it together. <laughs> That's all I can say. We'll get it together. Okay, Mark. I've been looking at. Um, uh, where, where a lot of people have been move, quote unquote moving to I know um, <clears throat> a lot of patriots say to stay in the big <clears throat> big media platforms because that's where the fight is and I agree but it's it's good to have a, a backup to not an echo chamber but just to kind of reconvene or uh, uh, strategize so people are going to parlor that's like the big viral place I have an issue with that so people should follow um the San Francisco Google whistleblower, Zach Voorhees, uh, he had an issue with that and this popular, um, I guess, conservative patriot, Mindy Robinson. I'll have to bring it up in a minute. But, um, yeah, the, it's like you got to put some of your personal information in, and, and they do some kind of shadow banning. Joe M. was one of the people that was shadow banned a couple times. So um, I'm not sure about getting on Parlor, but I am on Gab. 
And then the other place that seems to be more friendly is Miwi. Although there's a weird definition about Miwi of, of birds being in cages. So, but I haven't found anything else that's odd with them. Um, and BitChute seems to be the new YouTube, so I recommend moving there. And then Rumble seems to be like the number two uh, pl- platform to use. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, a lot of uh, conservatives are going to, to um, Parler because Dan Bongino um, is part owner of that. Um, <clears throat> let me see if I can bring up the thing on Parler. Uh, why I'm not going to join it. Well, I, I saved some quotes here. And this is from Mindy Robinson's post about what happened. Uh, let me see what the highlights are. Parler wants to access your contact list from your email. If you do allow them access, <clears throat> presumably to find your friends, they then declare the right to store their contact info and use it for themselves. Um, see, it's geared, see, geared specifically towards conservatives. P- Posts made on Parler do not show up on search engines like Twitter or Facebook or like Facebook does. This has the side effect of silencing conservatives and burying their content on the web. <clears throat> um, Parler uh, is data is a data mining scam geared suspiciously toward conservatives. That's actually quite disturbing. That's her um, article conclusion. Uh, it's collecting people's phone numbers and driver's licenses. And it still doesn't guarantee who you're talking to is real or verified. Um, the dangers of entering all your personal information in an app that could be hacked, sold, and used for doxing hardly seems worth it. Uh, their terms of service. I'll go ahead, then. And that's Parler. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Dan. Dan is one of the people that owns it. Dan Bongino. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, so in all these groups, I mean, I'm, I'm posting the local events. <clears throat> a bunch of them have parlor accounts. Huh. Um, I, I really like Gab, but the, my issue with Gab is if you want to open a group, you got to pay like 7 bucks a month. Um, first off, to start a group, um, you know, because eventually you got to make money somehow. So I get it. So MeWe seems to be the next, you know, like all of these groups, a lot of them that were, were uh, deleted, they have MeWe groups for pretty much most of them. How do you spell that? M-E-W-E dot com. M-E-W-E. Okay. <clears throat> we'll look at everything. Also recommended to me was um, ooh, pa- uh, Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, but Patreon's been banning people too. Oh, they have? So, oh, yeah, yeah. Like if you're conservative, um, especially the ones that are quote-unquote more effective, they just like no, we're we're banning you. So, oh. yeah, any of these things that you hear concerning technology, it, it's just like Patreon, PayPal has banned people. Like if you're part of the Proud Boys, you know, Chase Bank cancels or holds your account. PayPal, they don't they limit your access. So, my whole thing is okay. Th- these are the popular um, platforms. What's the non? What do you call it? Globalist or far leftist? You know, they're all they're all. Um, focus here in Silicon Valley. Even Airbnb has been like <clears throat> blocking people or like screwing with people's accounts when they were having um, um, different rallies years years ago. So all of these names that you hear that are popular brands, it's like I mean, just be careful with them, or at least sign up unle- under a different name so they they can't look you up online. <laughs> it's just you have to have a backup for your backup nowadays. Well, this has got to stop. <clears throat> oh my 
Okay, so um, what other things do you have on the table? Well, I like like you guys just t- take and talk on uh, <clears throat> the mixing of energies and how to balance that out <clears throat> using uh, shungite or whatever else. Uh, to me, it's a form of psychic vampirism. It's like, and people don't know that they're doing it because uh, what's the Catherine Austin Fitz and John Rappaport quote? She brings up every once in a while in interviews. Um, hopelessness is an op, and it's planet-wide. Uh, op as in, like, psychological operation. You know, you have these programs. To, and then Gene Deco says that Earth is basically a fallen planet, and, you know, we're reversing that. So getting back to your thing of the plan, if people follow him enough on YouTube or BitChute now, because he's been deleted so many times, but a lot of patriots on YouTube bring his stuff up. The plan was started back in... Um, Tesla's time with Howard Hughes and the Trump brothers. So they coordinated to put this binder together, and now it's like crazy huge um, of like different strategies the cabal does. And so anything the cabal or deep state does, you know, uh, the Patriots Alliance have, have ways to counter that. And, and uh, this has been collected since um, Tesla's time. Um, I, well, I think that, as that's, far as... That, that's interesting that Tesla was involved in it. You know... One of the things that people, you know, when we talk about the Philadelphia experiment, Tesla actually, there was a, the first part of the experiment was in um, uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn uh, shipping yards. And he, Tesla, sabotaged it because he believed that it was going to rip, uh, rip time and space. And what happened was that this other guy that was sort of the, the the in charge of it knew oh god what was his name Newsom something like that Nichols no Newsom uh, anyway this guy that was uh, said he knew he, he they already knew he was going to do it and they made a second one so when the first one didn't work they just said you're fired and they put up the second one so from that point on he was uh not really working for the government as best as I can see, but it's interesting he was working against the government. That's very interesting. And, of course, then you get the Donald Trump connection through his his, uh, uncle John, who was the one that supposedly took procession of the Tesla papers that were discovered in the New York Hotel when he died. Very interesting. So, okay, so what, what else is Gene saying? That, that the book is real and that it came back from... And Howard Hughes was involved with it. Now, that would kind of make sense, too, because he was a, uh, I don't know, rebel kind of guy, you know, in a lot of ways. And maybe that's why he went into locking himself away. Maybe he was trying to protect himself. That'd be interesting. Yeah, Gene recently did on Blessed to Teach, well, you know, while well, it's still on YouTube, I think they have a bit shoot page, but on, on stuff on the election, um, <clears throat> like they have different parts with, with the procedures and, and, you know, the lawyers and, and updates and stuff like that. Every once in a while, Gene, Gene is on there. But uh, he's also on Charlie Ward. Uh, he has a bunch of cool guests in Spiritually Raw. Like Utsava comes on on both of those shows, too. Um She's still sticking to what she's saying that, you know, JFK Jr., Michael Jackson, Princess Diana, Elvis are still alive and helping Trump. 
recently. So we'll see what happens, but she has her own prediction and time frame of, of when things are going to cool down. Uh, best place to follow her is Twitter. <clears throat> her Patreon was taken down because she was talking too much Q stuff and all that. But her Twitter's cool. Uh, she's still showing on um, <clears throat> on YouTube for her latest stuff. Flatten the Curve is the name of her page. Um, and, of course, people should find her back. I, I forget where else she's on. I think Bitch, she has a channel and... Um, I don't know if it's parlor, but uh, yeah. So don't use Patreon. Um, I was following a conservative comedian, and his Patreon I think was taken down, so he went somewhere else. So, so things are still being, you know, censored and banned. Like the thing with, um, oh yeah, they're having these hearings in Arizona or wherever, Michigan. It seems to be a different state every week, but these people's Twitter gets um, messed up, messed around with. So if it's not one thing; it's another. <clears throat> um, what was I? Gonna... Oh, going back to the Shanghai thing regarding visitors and holiday, you know, during the holidays. Like, how, what's different, cool? Uh, uh, I was going to use subversive, but interesting ways to apply Shanghai. So I got this from Ray, a uh, local Shanghaiter here, that you can take three rocks and put them under a, um, a chair, and then do that throughout the house where chairs are being frequently used. Um, putting an S4 magnet on one of the more frequently used uh, um, uh, faucets, and Derek sells those uh, S4 Shanghai coasters, you know, and charge people's drinks. But then there's also the thing of um, taking away getting drunk or buzzed, that it, it makes that not happen. <clears throat> um, what's another one? Oh, uh, S4 magnet in the car, where people are going to do like, uh, uh, I don't know, a group trip somewhere to the store or something that'll give the car the toroidal field you guys talk about. Um, what else? Well, he's, I don't know, got I guess that's it for now. he's got the Shanghai candles. Oh, yeah, the beeswax candle. That one's a good one. It's pretty small, it's not huge. I have one, I bought a couple, but yeah, I recommend that. Um, of course, the rubber for personal use, uh, uh to have in your pocket. Um, well, you know, well, I, I, uh, I mm -hmm. actually um, wrapped some uh, nuggets and made them into uh, tree ornaments. So anybody that wraps and has nuggets, you know, makes some tree ornaments. <laughs> That's an interesting point, too, because um, how people secure their tree in the house, there's a, usually a, at the bottom of the tree a metal thing to hold but there's always some, some kind of metal thing on the tree anyway, and then just put an S4 magnet on that. So that'll have the toroidal field there. Yeah, that's an easy um, one. Yeah. Um, anything with, with like, if, if somebody were to put an S4 magnet on the fireplace, like the metal portion of that, if that would help somehow, or is just... You know, I'd, people worry about about it. I'd worry about the magnet melting, if it's yeah. anything that could okay. get hot. Because that's, you know, that started out as a liquid. And if it gets soft, it'll just melt. I mean, if it gets heated, it'll get soft and then melt. So that's not a good idea. Although I gotta tell you, that may not be true. I'm wondering about that now. They may have changed something because I have one on a uh, uh, roaster, and that roaster gets really hot, and yet that hasn't melted. 
<laughs> I did drop it on the floor and broke the magnet out of it, but I was able to put it back together. Um, so maybe that's not true. Ah, you can try it. What about um, the entertainment center, the TV? Because that's one of the main focuses people have. So, um, you know, you have the toroidal field around the TV and then the EMFs of, like, the DVD player and what have you or the digital clock. It's on there. But, and then we've talked about the light coming from these TVs, cell phones. Now, Shanghai does something to that light, right? There's a kind of biocompatibilization of that um, um, harmful light, isn't there? I don't know. That's that's Walt's subject. He knows much more about that. I don't remember that being. Oh, I was relating you're talking, it to your... Because you're talking red and blue light, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The concept that um, blue light is much more harmful than red light is. Red light's kind of benign. And... We've said this many times, but you can go into your computer and you can change, um, change it down to red. It, you know, it doesn't have such a vibrant look to it. And you can also do that on your television. But it will, it's, 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 the blue light is pretty dangerous. I'm not an expert on it. Yeah, that's the um, biohacking, and, and then the next step beyond that is the mitochondrial biohacking, mitohacking um, approach. Because so, if, if people have the Microsoft um, setup, you could go to settings. I'm doing it right now. System, uh, nightlight settings, and then you have the ver- varying strength. So you want to go all the way to the right uh, for the red light, and then boost up your your brightness. So I have this thing on all day. The other issue is the flicker rate. So there's a couple programs out there, F-Lux, F.Lux, L-U-X. But the best one is Iris because I think they have a better control of um, of those things. So the issue with the light is is um, it uh, lowers melatonin and dopamine. So you have all of these addictions people have of whatever. And it's basically low dopamine because everybody's indoors all day and staring at these screens because, you know, everybody's, um, everything's online now. Uh, but regardless, you know, on your break, you're looking at your cell phone or looking at TV or you got the fluorescent light everywhere. So, um, one of the mitohacking, uh, uh, suggestions is like be outside ground when you can. If you have to be inside, open the window, you know, open the curtains, uh, yeah, yeah. So just little things you can do just to, balance yourself especially winter you know for me i have a red light but that's still not enough you know to get the sunlight stuff so i still try to get out um and sunset and sunrise have the best um energy for the body and um getting it back to the blueprint and gene decode recommends this too sun gazing he says um uh, it helps decalcify the pineal gland so if you could do sunrise or sunset and then he does have like a step-by-step process of like doing different kinds of breaths and mantras. Um, so I try to do that too during the winter times. Is that in writing anywhere or is it on video? The sun gazing stuff, well, at least with the gene decode stuff, um, you have to be in his membership and then he has like a downloadable document. Um, the, the mitochondrial biohacking approach 
it isn't as specific as as far as the esoteric practice. It's more of just get as much of your skin uh, in front of um, the sun, number one, the very least. He calls it skin in the game. Um, or just during sunrise, which is the most powerful. If you can't do sunrise, then sunset. Uh, like, if you can't, if it's too painful to look at the sun, then a little bit away, like so many degrees. But they have a mitochondriacs uh, Facebook group that helps, or just keyword search Jack, Gru- Jack Cruz on uh, YouTube, and he kind of runs it down. He's done tons of interviews. He has a free forum on his official website. So, and um, totally concurrent with, you know, uh, what we do here, but uh, the, the the life force and energetic side is what's missing. So um, that's why I fa- found you guys at the same time last year. And applying the two, you know, because Shungite's great, but it does have its limitations where it's not going to replace what the sun can do, not even a red light. So um, I'm just working on making it a habit to be outside as much as I can. Well, you know, going back to what, <clears throat> excuse me, what Derek said about taking the... Uh, Himalayan or Dead Sea salt, putting it together with some shungite, and then sprinkling it around the on the uh, windowsills, or even putting a little bit of that, you know, in a bag inside the house. You know that 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 sounds like the easiest thing to do. You know, to make sure that the entire house has just a little bit of this in it, and you should be fine for any kind of a gathering, as long as when you're doing it, you're putting the intent of you know, peace, calm, joy, love. That you're not angst out. Oh, I forgot to do that. I got to do that. <clears throat> no, don't do that. Do everything um, cautiously and slowly because you want yourself to be mindful in the, in, in the process of doing this. You, you know, you set it up. It's your mind. It's the thoughts that give it energy. So you just don't want to do it not thinking. You really have to think about it and that I I fail at that quite often <laughs> I get to doing this stuff and before I know it I'm off thinking about something else so I have to really practice the focusing of getting that you know intention into whatever you happen to be doing like when I'm saging sometimes I oh oh darn I gotta clean that you know no <laughs> you don't want to do that so um, yeah that that would be another one yeah, another thing <clears throat> in the uh, Holiday Shungite arsenal is the tones that Walt has for free on the Cosmic Reality website. Um, anything from, what was it, marijuana to Ho'oponopono. Shungite has a couple different tones, healing tones. Um, trying to remember the name of the, the page. Well, you can find yeah. the link on the uh, radio page. Where they listen to the player in the chat is, you just go scroll down and you'll see this green, you know, graph thingy looking thing, and th- click on that and it'll take you directly to those. Okay, I'm bringing it back up in the group, but you can also keyword search uh, "cosmic reality healing tone" that, and that comes up, uh, and that's important as far as for Shungite newbies because they have the measurement of um, uh, what Shungite originally was. And then afterwards, when the blue, the blue comet, uh, uh, or what were you calling it, in, in early February, the and the blue difference, light. blue light, the difference in um, energy measurement before and after was huge. Yeah, it was well over a thousand on the meter. Walt is Walt has ways of testing 
frequencies and knowing what they are. And um, that's, I mean, when we talk about, you know, this is, it's Walt giving us this information. He's our scientist. Well, we're all scientists. Anytime you observe something and, you know, have an idea that you report on, you're a scientist. You don't have to have a degree to be a scientist. You get a degree, you're going in a box, <laughs> in my opinion. So. Yeah, the the fake science thing has been in huge. Um, in Jack Cruz's uh, uh, Facebook page, if you type in his name in fake science, or even YouTube, um, well, actually Facebook. It, it, so he he was recommending this uh, DevCon conference um, talk on fake science, and it's about two hours. I know most people don't have two hours, so. But I'm watching the whole thing because I got halfway through it. It's like, whoa, Stanford, Yale, Harvard, the Mayo Clinic, they all use fake science where there are these organizations around the world that have fake conferences and can basically fudge numbers or make stuff up just to get things published. So people like Mercola, uh, uh, some prominent biohackers, let's say, they use this this uh, predatory publishing, predatory journals to just come up with whatever they want to to push their product. So Dr. Cruz was saying, like, marketing is just, just legalized lying. And um, everybody uses this just to, just to push their uh, agenda. So fake science is worse than fake news. And, you know, you, uh, when you talk to Dr. <clears throat> Jennifer Daniels back in April, I bought two of her books. I listen to her every week, her interviews. I mean, she said that over a million die from, you know, the medical cartel. And in, in her book, uh, Murder My Medicine, which can be found on Amazon, breaks it down. And so I knew like a decade ago through John Rappaport and his interview with Barbara Starfield, who works with, um, I don't know if it was the AMA or JAMA, that it's a, a quarter of a million die from like, you know, hospital stuff, accidents, drugs, and just you know, the list. But then Dr. Daniels in her book, she broke it down to, you know, and it's actually over a million. I mean, you guys talked about that. Because you just stopped counting. So, like, you know, what do you call this <laughs> this type of uh, uh, murder business that people are so reliant on? I mean, what was it 13 years ago, John Rappaport and uh, Cheryl Atkinson, I think it was, reported, and it was suppressed by the news, that um, swine flu numbers, the CDC kept uh, bumping it up, increasing, and they didn't have anything to back it up. So now, 13 years later, look how <laughs> devastated the world is and. and and I'm not just blaming them. You know, it, it's also individually us too. That hey, we got to be more aware. We got to take action. You know, pick your battles, and and we got to do something. We're just as guilty as these people for not taking action. Well, you know, I believe I'm firmly convinced that the president of the United States, when he took the oath of office to protect the Constitution, that he. It would, he, he's going to do it. He will not leave. He cannot possibly leave. Um, I don't know how it's going to come out, but if he, if he left there, in my opinion, he has turned his back on the Constitution. Because the Constitution is, is very specific about so many things and very vague on others. But when it comes to voting, and who makes the decision as to how a state votes? It's the legislator, the legislative body. 
and you've got Georgia with a Republican governor and a Republican uh, Secretary of State who are not calling back the legislative body of Georgia to make decisions regarding the election that's about to happen. I mean, this is such blatant, and I'm, this is just an example of how blatant the um, destruction of the of the Constitution in, in, throughout the country is regarding the election. So, in my opinion, no, I I don't believe that he can fulfill his oath of office and leave. He's under attack. We've been attacked. Him, I'm saying us. We've been attacked. You know, in a blatant way. How, how, there's no way you can walk away from it. No matter who he is, if he believed that the oath was real. You know, whether he's from the stars or from, you know. Um, so I think we're in for an interesting time. I do, I do. But I, I'm fully convinced that we're going to be okay. We we were not okay. <laughs> we're better now because more people know, you know, what's up. When we were walking through it and nobody's paying any attention to it, and it's like, oh, yes, I'm having a lovely life, you know. And then people started saying, well, wait a minute, something's not right. <laughs> you know, and those people woke up. And then more people woke up. And now we've got the opportunity to actually make changes because we're woke up. You know, at least 80, 80 million people in this country are aware of the darkies. They voted for Trump. So, um, yeah, this is going to be rocky. And it's that, and because it is, protect yourself. You know, do the things that Derek recommends, and I always recommend, you know, you, you, you focus on yourself. Keep yourself healthy. Keep yourself safe and secure. And you start having those bad thoughts, you figure out, okay, I'm having these bad thoughts. Get yourself some of that. I like this concept of the, the salt for a lot of reasons, and the shungai. Get yourself some of that and just sprinkle it around yourself and say, stop this, stop this, and it will... It will absolutely negate this, the loops we get into in a mental environment. That's one way. You can do it in so many ways. All you have to do is, is sort of focus on, like, and I say Shungite because it's, it intensifies your thoughts. Because Shungite is um, connected to the uh, quantum field, where you've got a tremendous amount, well, 90% <laughs> of the energy in the universe is in the quantum field, and you've got, <clears throat> you've got all this energy that will allow you to manifest a different reality right in, this, in that spot. But you have to have a certain connection with the Shungai and yourself. And yourself. In other words, you have to be, you know, really together in your own being. And then these tools start to work for you. It's just learning how to use the tools. But before you get there, you have to make changes in yourself. And the first thing, I'm, I'll bet you, most of you out there, you know, you think that selfishness is bad. No, it is not. 
Selfishness is the way we're going to get through this. Get yourselves right. Whatever you have to do. You right will get the rest of the world right. I, I guess I'm harping on this today. but uh, Well, I am because I didn't pay attention to that very thing to myself. And, you know, it knocked me out of the picture for, well, three or four days. And that's what Eric was talking about for <clears throat> going within. Uh, and then once we have our foundation built, then we can go out to help others. And like you said about the oxygen mask in the airplane. And uh, one that Walt recommended uh, is, is uh, Inelia Benz, her um, quotes and then her podcast. And then she's on Facebook, so she has some cool quotes and how to, like, you know, restructure ourselves. Um, release, like, one of them is uh, releasing negativity. Meditation, disconnecting from low frequencies in the human collective. And then this thing of separation. Uh, today, millions of people are experiencing that pain of separation as their loved ones. Lightworkers choose fear instead of awakened sovereignty. She has an essay on that. When things get rough, don't try harder, try less, do less. So that's a cool like meme with the great picture she has on her Facebook. So, um, yeah, she has pretty that's, sound advice. That's, very, that's a very critical point. You know, sometimes the best thing to do is just sit back and take care of yourself. Take a nap. Take a walk. Get out of the place, you know. She's really, that's a good one. Don't try to do more. Do less. Things will sort it out. That's why people have this draw towards Christianity now. There's this rise in God, you know, source. Um, because this whole thing of, of not getting in your own way, you give it to God or source, nature, let you know, and then the the answer reveals itself when you're not in your own way. So reconnecting back to the sun, to grounding, just like you said, take a walk, just be around the negative ions, and then something just comes up. You know, it, it's learning to trust and, and allowing. Well, you know what the difference between meditation and prayer is? What's that? Well, when you're meditating, okay you're listening to God. When you're praying, you're asking God. You're talking to God. You're saying, God, I need this, or God, I love you, or what? But you're talking to God. In meditation, you're listening to God. So you have to get quiet to hear. So, so people pray sometimes, you know, where praying to God for answers and but they don't take the time to go into a meditative state. And a meditative state is really quite easy. You know, they you don't have to do all the things that they tell you all the things around it. All you need to do is think in terms of clearing your mind. That sounds very difficult. And it is for many people. But once you start and there's many meditative states that'll show you how to how to kind of clear your mind. But once you get there then do it all the time. You know, when something's not going right, instead of pushing through it, stop, get really quiet, and just say, what's wrong? What do I do right? And you'll get, all of a sudden, you'll get the information. The universe is there to, to give you this, the answers. It's just we've got to learn to ask. Yeah, just putting it out there, dropping yeah. the fear, 
get it grounded with Shungite, and then keeping that cosmic silver on. Like Derek recommends putting in the heart area, and that that's to me is the best place to position it, so it it it, it levels everything else out, foundationalizes it. Yep. So um, I don't. Oh, I should we should look at chat and see if anybody's asked a question or something. I'm over on the radio. Okay. Um, John's got a good one about meditation, and then you could people can always use um, waltz tones to play like you know around relatives or just it helps to ground and balance things out too say again I'm sorry no just um, waltz tones can be used for grounding and balancing things out and Infinite was talking about using EFT emotional freedom technique in Shungite her approach to using different modalities EFT is great I like I like using that sometimes what is EFT uh, emotional freedom technique it's a form of uh, affirmation and acupressure so as you are uh, consciously um, vocalizing an issue or wanting it to go away, you hit these acupressure points um, around the body, and then uh, it, it lowers the pain or one's um, off energy. It brings you back to balance. So I like it. Okay. So they're telling me now, at the end of the show, that my voice was too low. <laughs> I wondered about it, because the dial was down, but nobody was complaining. Hi, Dolly. <laughs> oh, you received the Shungite. Okay, Derek's not here. I'll have to tell him. Uh, oh, Joan is saying, I have a mag magnet on the middle part of the fireplace. If a Shungite disc from Russia magnet, it's, it's a Shungite disc from Russia magnet. Interesting. Yeah, I'm starting to see some stores sell different magnets, but then we don't know if they're f infused with silver. So you guys I are the ones who started it. it. <laughs> yeah. I doubt it. Oh, yeah. But, you know, when we started out, it was... Um, I'd been in the, in, you know the business where you had to kind of have patents and all sorts of things to protect what you were selling and so I knew quite a bit about it and what I knew is that to protect you know your rights to a you know hold on be this exclusive person in any given product was very expensive you know hundred thousand dollars a year we would be spending to the patent attorney uh, just protecting our patents. So, you know, I mean, that's nuts. Um, and also, if you come up with some good idea, uh, the powers that be can just, you know, kind of like jump in and take the copyright off of you. So what I did initially is that I did copyright, um, not copyright, yeah, copyright, um, the... Uh, I put pending provisional patents on. So they're good for a year. And then I made sure that we told everything we were doing, we told everybody how to do it. Because once it's in the public domain, nobody could come along with big pockets 
and throw copyrights, pat patents, 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 all over the place. So, um, you know, that was, I knew that people would be taking off with it, but I also knew that there was an awful lot of people, like the whole planet, that needs Shungite, and I wasn't going to do it myself. <laughs> so, God bless them. No, I doubt that they have the S4, and I don't think they have the S4. Most people, they wouldn't go to it, because we go to it because of who we are, and the fact that we want you to get the best thing that there, there is. But those people want to sell you stuff. We want to sell you, but we want to sell you stuff that we know is the best there is. And they don't necessarily have that in mind. So we're coming down to the very last. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Be safe. You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.